Today we're here with Sophie. Sophie, uh, we met a couple times at uh, some of your famous awesome meetups, or cleanups, rather. Um, and the first person in Miami here to truly enjoy the chili, from what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what most important, because we were talking about this at dinner, that the, the podcast actually, uh, the chili happened first, then the podcast as a result of just the, the good whole food vibes. And uh, thanks for coming, Sophie. Um, what I wanted to ask is, which I always ask really is, uh, why, Sophie, why are you in Miami? How long have you been in Miami? Yeah, so hi everyone. Thank you for having me. And I really enjoyed the chili, even though it made me cry a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no pain, no gain. (laughs) But it was good. I moved to Miami four years ago. Um, five years ago, I was here on vacation and I rented an Airbnb. And there was this neighbor, and we were waving at each other <laughs> and stayed in contact, visited each other a couple of times. And yeah, after a year long distance relationship, we had to come to a decision, and that was me moving here. And that is how my journey started with Miami. Okay, and so how long ago was that that you moved here? I moved here four years ago, it was in August 2016. So okay. a little over four years already. Okay, and uh, actually, I, I always was kind of curious about this. So uh, we know you you're passionate about um, the environment, and we'll get to that. But what do you do like in your day to day? What's your like your daily job? So I have two jobs. I wished my passion job would pay my bills, but um, I'm far away from that. So I have to do what everybody has to do: <laughs> get some money in. I work as an executive assistant in a really large company. We're a worldwide trading company with over 45,000 employees. And I work there as an executive assistant. I work for six people and I, yeah, I'm basically their assistant. Okay, nice. That's the full-time job. And then I have a part-time job where I do accounting for my husband's company. He is the manager in a running store. They sell uh, everything about running and I do the bookkeeping. So I take care of the accounts payable, accounts receivable, um, payroll, reconciliations, like everything that's to do with the bookkeeping. Nice. Was your major like in accounting? Like how did you learn all that? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly pretty quick in learning new things. I, I like to do things. I like, I like working. and you tell me what i need to do and i'll do it and it's it's like the accounting thing is really not that difficult i mean you you need to put in a few numbers and you need to know where to put them in and it's it's really not that difficult especially the softwares these days um yeah no it's uh, like it's yeah like i mean I there's much more interesting things than uh, taxes and accounting but that's yeah. you know that has to happen for all these awesome businesses and, and all these great things to to operate so for sure, that's that's a part of it. Um, and so, the story of uh, Clean Miami Beach, which is uh, uniting a lot of great people around a, a great cause. Um, so, what was the first spark idea for for Clean Miami Beach? Honestly, I never came up with, oh, you know what, I'm gonna form or found Clean Miami Beach. No, that was not the case. It just happened naturally. So I moved to Miami and uh, moved to Miami Beach about two years ago and I noticed so much trash on the beach. Well, when you when you live in Miami Beach, you go to the beach, right? So, and I couldn't enjoy the beauty of this beach because there was so much trash, especially in the dunes, um, on the shoreline. There was so much litter, there was so much ocean debris and there was just a point where I had reached where I was done with being angry about it. I had reached a point where I had to do something about it. And it was pretty clear. Let's pick it up. Yeah. So I started picking up trash and continued to pick up trash. And then I saw another girl a little further down the beach also picking up trash. Oh my God, that made me so happy. I was like, wow, cool. There's somebody else picking up trash. And I ran to her and I talked with her and connected with her and we decided to pick up trash together every Tuesday at 5 p.m. And we met the Tuesday after and we picked up trash together and talked to our friends and neighbors about it and invited them for the next week. So the following week we were already four people picking up trash. 
Then the week after, we were six people picking up trash. Then we were 20 people, you know, and you name it. Like every week we grew. And then I suddenly received emails from universities. Hey, um, we have the student group and they need community service hours. Can you provide them? And I didn't even know what that, that, that is, you know, what are community service hours. So um, with day by day went by and I learned more about this issue. I learned more about um, the trash we found because it, we realized it was 90% plastic and 80% of that was single-use plastic. So I, I looked a little bit into it. Why do, why do we consume so much single-use plastic here? And why does it end up in the beaches? So I learned a lot about it, studied more, gained a lot of information and yeah, and then we grew and grew and grew. And then there was a point we were over 140 people at the beach cleanup. And that's when I decided, okay, no, we have to take this to the next level. We are not just a neighborhood group anymore. We are educating our community during our cleanups where we became present on social media. We started having, a, um, yeah, we created a website and we talked to schools, universities. So the city of Miami Beach as well. That was just a point to become official. And that is how Clean Miami Beach Inc. Um, we, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. That's how that happened. <laughs> and, god, Mac, you gotta stop opening beers during the podcast, man. Oh my god. You got <laughs> Anyways, I mean, that's awesome that you grew organic. What's cool is that uh, you can see that in the Instagram, even you guys growing, you know, like you see your friend there at the start and then. You see, literally, like you can watch it un, un develop, and uh, like I actually was like studying. I was looking back at all the Instagrams. I was like, wow, like I wonder how far the back this goes. Oh, and really? it was like a year and a half. So it's been like pretty quick that it's like yeah. it's exploded. You know, the interest out, yeah. out there. I think the first time I posted something on Instagram was in April 2019, and I used my personal Instagram page, which I had I don't know like 200 something followers and I switched it to clean Miami Beach so I started with 200 followers and it's really really impressive how how much support we gained through social media and how important it became also to educate people to inform people to raise awareness to spread the word yeah well people are looking for something to be a part of and and you know a way to to give back honestly it's been one of the tough things by find COVID is just a lot of volunteer opportunities like not being active um, and so you know what's great about your thing is it's outside and um, you know we try to keep a cap on it but the amount of people congregating but you know you can wear your own mask and you can totally social distance and then canvas a big area I agree so I was actually curious about you know where where uh, so you, the location of your of your meetups have kind of evolved um, there's obviously some of your favorite spots, which is like by the canals where a lot of like trash wa washes through. Have you ever thought of like creating like a like a, like a Miami heat map or something? Like <laughs> where's the most trash here, there? I'm sure you're like the expert on it, but like is there a way like do you have you thought about like kind of directing more people to even form their own groups? I know you've encouraged that to, like, to me in the past as well. Yes, I do encourage everybody can pick up trash. And to, well, to answer your first question, where are the hot spots? Right in front of your door literally everywhere you go outside and i bet you won't even get to make five steps you will see trash uh, street litter became a huge problem especially here in miami did you know that 80 percent of the ocean debris of the stuff we what the ocean washes ashore is street litter i know yeah so Every canal, every um, storm drain is connected. Every river, every stream, all over the country, in every country, all over the world, everything is connected. You can live far inland with no beach um, in any uh, in the, in nearby, but you are still, the street litter there still contributes to the ocean pollution problem. When it rains, it just washes us through the storm drains and then it goes into the canals, it goes into the nearest streams and rivers and it ends up eventually in the ocean. So where to do a cleanup? 
basically right there in front of your house on the way to your school to your job or in the evening um, with your dog with your with your when you go with your pet walking this is correct there are some hot spots there are some spots they are maintained by the city which are our local beaches they are very well maintained honestly and there's other areas where there's no maintenance at all. And yeah, I might do that. Maybe I'll come up with a nice map and to send out people. And I do encourage everybody. I know also due to COVID and also before, not everybody is comfortable being in a group and wants to be social and talk much. There's a lot of people out there who want their own space, who want their own distance, you know, their own thing. So everybody is encouraged to do it and it's easy. It's just really picking up trash. There's only a few things you need to know just to be safe for yourself to wear. Um, I can recommend garden gloves, reusable garden gloves who have like a rubber um, on the, on the uh, hand side so you don't get injured. Sometimes we find like not so nice things like syringes and needles and broken glass. So always you need to be safe. But other than that, it's just have a bag and put the trash on the back. Yeah. No, yeah that's so and I did actually. So there's this girl. Her name is Arena. Um, she's turning 17 today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Arena. <laughs> um, she joined my cleanups, I would say like maybe 10, 20 times. And she really liked it. She was 16. And she's a student in um, Sunny Isles Beach. And she said, oh my god, I love this, and oh, what is this, and how does this happen? And she was very, very curious, asked a lot of questions. And now she has her own cleanup group. So yeah. she meets every Sunday with all her friends from school. She said, like, you're coming to my cleanup today. <laughs> you know, and she's very successful back over there in Sunny Isle Beach. And she also, excuse me, connected with the city. So she has the support from the city. They're picking up her trash. They even installed a station called Fill a Bag Station. It's a pole in, in, in the ground and they're hanging buckets on it. So and that's what I mean earlier. You don't have to join a group to do a cleanup. You can just grab a bag or a bucket at those stations and do your own cleanup on your own time. Yeah. You snap a shot, you post it, or you even if you don't, you don't have to post it, you know, you can also just do it for yourself. Um, yeah, talk to your friends about that and make it a habit. Yeah, and then once you do attend a meetup or, or you start doing it, you start to notice things in your community. Like, like you just become more self-aware. Like, I, I was at the basketball courts and there was these, like, young teenagers and they were just leaving behind their, their trash after playing basketball. And I was just like, one time I went up to the guy, I was like, you got to, like, tell your buddies you can't be doing this. Like, this is, like, Correct. this is an environment for all of us. Like, we, we share this environment. It's not your one big trash dump. And so it starts with even like you, you, people who start cleaning up the trash, they start even like being leaders in their community and, and even like approaching people, Correct. getting them to change. Um, I was even thinking an idea for you is like posting up outside of like Publix with like <laughs> a stand or something. And then like trying to like just cheerfully smile at people to get them to use the reusable bags. Because I'm not going to even lie. Like I was one of those people who go like Publix once a week and I would just double bag everything, you know, like get like a bunch of like... You know, I, I like like soda water and, and you know, it, it adds up all the bags that I was using. And finally, I was like, all right, you know what? No, I'm going to get one of the reusable bags and I'm going to just go with like a little drawstring bag when I go walk to the store with all my little reusable bags. I usually Uber back. Um, and so I only started doing that recently. It's like, wow, like I consider myself, you know, somewhat conscious, but it's like crazy. Like only until like I started really, you know, being like aware of like how much plastic I'm using. And also Publix made it easy. They had like the reusable bags right there by the counter. Like, oh, it's only a dollar. I was like, okay. So I think we could actually make a big change just like motivating more of that behavior. Um, so I was kind of curious about, I know on your website, you, you mentioned how you kind of, you know, you support um, ordinances and initiatives in the community to use less plastic. Like what's a recent success story, of, you know, kind of a, somewhere you were able to kind of influence? Yeah, so um, before I get there, I would like to say something about the plastic bags. Um, I'm like, I really struggle with those plastic bags and I, I don't understand why they even exist. And I'm from Europe and we don't have plastic bags in uh, Germany. That's where I'm from. You don't get your groceries packed 
you know, you bring your bags and that's it. And then the cashier scans it and puts it on, on the end of the cashier table. And that's when you put your groceries and whatever you brought. And if you forgot your bag, which has happened like once a year or something, you can buy a bag. You know, like you said, there's this one dollar bag. So we are already trained to bring our own bag. But since we are living here in the United States, which is a country of the convenience, we don't even get there to think, oh, you know what, I'm gonna make change today. I'm going to bring my own grocery bags to the store. I'm tired with the plastic. That doesn't happen to anybody, you know? You, you grow up like that and it's normal and then it's just, it's just normal. That's how it is. And to break free from that habit is so tough. And Publix actually has tried a lot. I was surprised when they changed their, on their, on their checkouts, they had um, reusable bags packed with a week grocery. Um, and they said they had signs like six single-use plastic bags versus one reusable uh, grocery bag, make the switch and help protect the environment. I was, whoa, I was really impressed. But it did nothing to the people. It literally did nothing. Maybe there was one person who said, yeah. okay, yeah, I actually like that, you know. No. Yeah. I think it's worth, like, doing, like, outreach, like, face-to-face. -face. You know, that could be a yeah, good I use think... of people's time as well. Like, in terms of making a change for good, like, you can convince a few people to, to change their habits in, in front of publics. Like, it could be a fun, uh, maybe that'll be a, a meetup that I organize. I, I help co organize. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think we need to talk about that. <laughs> it's a little weird posting up in front of the supermarket, especially publics, but, you know, I think, you know, it could be a fun experiment. Um, I know you're all, you know, we're all about, you know, basically moving towards a, a more sustainable earth, you know, I and mean, what we're doing is not sustainable, but, um, so I, I was actually happy to see here on South Beach, uh, one of the CVSs I went to, I texted you this, mm -hmm. like the first time ever, they gave me a paper bag, okay. like something they would usually give me in plastic automatically, they gave me a paper bag. So it was like, this is progress, like we're, we're moving places. Um, is there anywhere else you've seen some progress? I like to focus on the positive. Well, I mean, a paper bag is definitely eco-friendlier and the afterlife, but it's not in the production. Think of the trees that have to be cut down and mm. there is so much water required to produce a paper bag. And it's still a single use item. So we're just going from one single use item to another and think it's a little more eco-friendly, but it's actually not. Mm. What we need to do is we need to, to go back in time and learn again how to reuse things. That is what we need to focus on. Reuse the things we already have instead of, oh, look, there's no paper bags. Oh, that's a progress. It's actually not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to destroy a little. <laughs> you told me awesome when I texted you that. You're like, awesome. Yeah, I, I did because it's difficult for me to text. Uh, <laughs> kind of nice. You know? <laughs> well, it definitely is, uh, for, like I said, for the afterlife a little better. But again, we need to start learning uh, how to reuse things, how to repair things, repurpose things and get away from this unsustainable lifestyle. So and what, this is very unsustainable. What plastics do you use? Are you like completely free? No, no, hard, clearly right? no. It's impossible for me to be plastic free. Every food, not every, but a lot of food I buy, this is my, my weakness basically. It's really hard for me to buy without plastic food yeah fresh go, food too go to the grocery store <laughs> find whatever you know i mean it's, it's impossible the whole grocery store is basically plastic i think the only alternative the only solution and, and there really is no easy solution but i think the reality is you know limit your consumption as much as possible reuse as much as you can but at the end of the day we're each in a negative naturally just by living in this world today we're in a negative right we're we're, we're putting out plastic in the environment because you know, I was going to ask you about this as well. When we put things, when we try to recycle, right, we recycle, it's kind of nah, I'm a little unsure where this stuff is actually going. Like, you know, a lot of times I, I've heard people say, oh, I saw the recycling truck and it just went in with everything else. And like, where is all the recycled stuff going? Like, are you, have you kind of studied what, what's going on in the U.S. with all that? Yeah, do, 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 recyc do the recycling trucks actually separate what we recycle and, and the regular garbage or does it all go into one stream? 
I've been curious about that myself. Is, is it even worth me recycling in my bins here outside the building? That's a very good question. Yeah. I can partially answer that. Um, I visited both centers. I went to the recycling center here in Miami mm. and I also went to the trash where it's called Convata, where our trash goes, our regular household garbage. I was super surprised what they do with the trash. They burn it and convert it into energy. At first I was a little shocked, hold on a second, they burn it, what's happening with all the fumes, you know, what is with all this stuff, what comes out of the fire, but apparently they have super advanced filtration systems, so all the toxins um, from the burning process get neutralized and filtered out. And I also feel burning the trash and making it into energy is at least something good. It's somewhat good that we are making something new out of something old and it does not sit in a landfill. On the other hand, I don't think it's a solution. Oh, just burn it. Mm. No, you know, reduce it in the first place. To the recycling, and I know I've seen that too with the trucks. So there are some trucks, believe it or not, have to have two compartments. Mm -hmm. They have a trash compartment and then they have a recycling yeah. compartment. But the recycling system is a complete mess here. People don't know what to recycle and people recycle the wrong things. Mm -hmm. The biggest problem what people do is put their recyclables in a plastic bag. <laughs> Plastic bags are not recyclable, really? <laughs> at least not in Miami. Yeah. They technically are, but it's a very complex and expensive process. Okay, let's rewind for a second. What does recycling actually mean? Recycle to reuse. Mm, to make something new out of something old it, and it, to it, reuse it in a way. I understand it as, as a layman to melt down, right? Melt down the plastic, melt down the tin can, melt down or, or, or squash, mince down the paper and then reconstitute it as a new shape. Yeah, that's basically when you break it down, that's what recycling means. Plastic doesn't get melted down though. Um, well, c kind of, in, in one way. Um, so for plastic recycling, um, when you recycle plastic, it loses quality each each time you process mm -hmm. it the chains of the plastic get shorter and shorter and smaller and smaller so a plastic water bottle can never become a plastic water bottle again it could become uh, a plastic bag or clothing polyester mm -hmm. clothing so that's also a very important thing what people need to understand aluminum and cans for on the other hand are uh, recyclable infinite infinitively yeah um, so it never loses on quality, which is amazing. That's why I always try to buy food or anything when I buy in aluminum packaging. Um, also, paper is uh, easily recyclable. Everything what's in cardboard, it can be recycled over and over. There is a point, one point, that it's not good anymore, but it's definitely better than plastic. So, and um, the recycling system here in Miami is... Every recyclable item goes in one bin, so it's called a single streamed recycling system. The truck picks it up, brings us to the recycling center, and it goes on this huge big machine where it gets sorted. It's like a whole bunch of like wheels, and the plastic jumps over, the, the, yeah. the recyclables jump over it. And that's when the plastic bags get tangled up, and they have to stop this machine six times minimum a day. <laughs> they have like scheduled stop of the machines where they clean out the plastic bags oh. and but usually more often because people just put their recyclables in a plastic bag and this is very harmful also for everything it could even lead to complete contamination and that trash once the recyclables are contaminated there's too many things that are non-recyclable mixed with it that does not go to Convata where it gets burned. All of this goes right to the landfill. Oh, this is important that we're learning this stuff. So basically, you know, plastic is bad, yes, but the the biggest like enemies are really plastic, sing, like single-use plastic bags and even single-use bottles because they're like they can't. I mean, that's they can't really be reused the same kind of way. So, it, what what would you say besides those things? Like, what's like one other simple change that we can each make to kind of improve everything? 
Well, it's to reduce our consumption in general. Yeah. Reduce everything what we use and refuse things. I know when I go to Walgreens or to any other shop, um, I get my 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 stuff what I buy are automatically packed in a bag. Like I have to be super quick and saying no bag, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I often get the question. Are you sure? <laughs> wow, yeah, I am sure. I do not need a bag, you know. I think it's the refusal part, yeah, because they will automatically default give it to you. Yeah. And, and and I also go when I when I go to restaurants, for example, the first thing I do when I enter the restaurant is I already scan the other tables and see if they use plastic straws. So that gives me the info, okay, when I order my drink, I say first, before I order my drink, no straw on this table, please. Mm -hmm. And I order for everybody on my table, no straw. (laughs) (laughs) And when I go to a place and I see everything is in plastic, even the cups, the plates, the utensils, I don't eat there. Yeah. Did you talk to the owner? I should, but I'm not always in, in you know, you have to be in the mood and <laughs> also it depends on which company you're with. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, oh, Sophie and plastic talk again. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, killing the vibe. <laughs> yeah, kind of killing the vibe. What about like macro? I feel like obviously there's the micro, the each one of us doing better. And then there's also the macro, which is like, what if we taxed plastic the way we should? You know, are you thinking about like how you can kind of influence government or just like, Where's your head at with that? Because I think there's some big changes we could make just like just by taxing certain things. Well, it would still not make the plastic go away. It right. would definitely bring uh, bring money available to do something with the plastic with it. No, I don't. But honestly, I don't think that is the solution long term. What we really need to learn is to reuse things we already have. And the companies need to start making their new product out of old products. And there are already companies who do that, which is amazing. Also, big corporations who start um, producing, you know, uh, for example, HP, the printer company, mm-hmm. um, they make their printers out of recycled plastic, which is fantastic. Um, I also feel a good a good idea is to refill things. There's also new companies who say, okay, you know, you you buy my product, you buy the bottle one time, and once your, for example, like laundry detergent is out, you ran out of it, um, you go on the app and you put your bottle outside your door, and you go on the app, you order a refill, and then somebody comes and they have a technology in their van, to refill your mm-hmm. your house your home uh, basic uh, liquids, and that's it. You know, you refill your things. Yeah. Like, like like milkman in England. Correct. I don't, did they do that in Germany too? Do well, you, they do did. You, do you leave your glass bottles out? They did. They did. Yeah. I don't think they still do that. Maybe in small uh. villages where there is a, a, a milk farm, yeah. a cow farm, basically. Um, yeah, but like refill revolution, you know, there's also like pop-up stores now where you can refill your things. You go with your empty shampoo bottle and you refill your shampoo. Mm-hmm. I know it's a co- uncomfortable and it's an extra step, but this is the only way. Plus, obviously, uh, uh, corporations also need to be uh, need to come up with other solutions, either come up with sustainable packaging or come up with a refill program program. I know if you are a fan of a certain hair shampoo and conditioner, you can't get in a refill store because it's a special one. Still, the company needs to be responsible for the packaging. So come up with either um, a packaging which is completely dissolvable, um, biodegradable, or come up with a refill uh, solution. You can ship it back, the empty bottle, or anything you go to your store and you you refill it yeah yeah i think obviously there's at the macro is really the corporations who use all this plastic just being you know setting standards and goals to be more uh more conscious of it all and, and make change in their daily practices but there's also a community base because like like you said uh, you know the milk truck or the the you know someone coming to your door this kinds of things only really work uh, in kind of a in a, in a community where there's a lot of people, there's like a network effect, right? You got to have a lot of people doing this to make it even economically feasible. So that's where it's exciting to have like maybe Miami Beach can be like this kind of like experiment, right? Of where you know how good can we get with our plastic use? I, I saw we 
we kind of we banned uh, plastic straws recently and only paper straws and so that was probably a big win and so it's interesting yeah like miami beach can be kind of like an experiment here um but the whole u.s needs to change and slowly become more like europe in terms of you know our plastic consumption and everything um i was kind of curious do you have any like how big are your ambitions with this i mean obviously you love miami beach um have you thought about like kind of like having a bigger effect nationally like like partnering with getting more people like you said to to kind of like clone what you've done here yeah so i would love to have um clean miami beach clean new york clean boston clean any place that's also why i chose my name the way i chose it it's adaptable to any city to any place to any country i would love that and i honestly already see that um i when when you're on instagram connecting with like-minded people organizations and groups there's people all over the world picking up trash already and it grows every single day it makes me so happy <laughs> it's really awesome it's a big movement people wake up people become aware and they start doing something about it my ambition is to well to me the only solution is education you need to start educating the children why what plastic actually is how it's made why it's designed how it's designed and how to deal with it you know how to live a sustainable lifestyle how to go to a lower waste automatically zero waste lifestyle i know that's not gonna happen but we need to be realistic you know it's like also what can we achieve and what what is like too crazy for for humankind right baby steps yeah. baby steps right we also gotta walk a little faster it's been too many baby steps like we, we have to speed this up a little bit plastic pollution has been a topic for a while now and we can't talk about baby steps anymore it's time to speed this up right but yeah and to me my ambition for the future is i would like to do this full time i would like to work with the city of miami and the city of miami beach even closer I would like to implement educational programs in every school. I would like to have all the kids out there in the beach picking up the trash so that they understand, hmm, interesting, why is there so much trash in the beach? Oh, wow. And also um, get all these rescue centers from animals involved that they make uh, field trips there, that they see the turtles who eat all the plastic all the whales who get stranded because they have tons of plastic in their stomach people need to see these things i don't know if you um saw or you heard about that fish kill that happened yeah, yeah. like a few the months summer. ago right in summer it was here in miami beach a whole bunch of what happened overnight thousands of fish died they suffocated there was no oxygen in the water i had a cleanup with a school Nobody of this group of this school class knew about that fish kill and to me it was for weeks It was the most important thing. It was the topic of the topics. What was the headline, you know, and That needs to change every school needs to know What is happening in my local area? Why are there's fish dying? Why are they dying and what can I do that this does not happen again? What happened? so um it's a long story to make it short the oxygen level um, went to zero fish didn't have oxygen to breathe so they suffocated and that happened because um, seagrass is a very important um, part of the ecosystem correct <laughs> part of the ecosystem it gives the fish a shelter and it produces oxygen for them to breathe but the seagrass bat in Biscayne Bay has been dying for years and years and years. There's actually pretty interesting images if somebody wants to look this up, just to Google Biscayne Bay um, image from 2006 and 2010. You can already see the seagrass was whew, almost gone. And we have 2020. You know? So these are all images. And seagrass dies because of um, sewage uh, leaks, of um, septic tanks leaks, of fertilizer, of uh, all sorts of stuff. What we are pumping into the bay unknowingly and accidentally, but who add nutrition to the already suffocating bay, which uh, pushes a process of producing and producing more algae. That's when the algae blooms uh, start to happen. 
and they uh, use all the oxygen. So there was no oxygen left for the fish to breathe. Yeah, yeah. It's you could see the pictures of them just like floating their dead. It was so sad. Yeah, it yeah. was so it was heartbreaking. Yeah, and it's gonna, every summer it's going to kind of be like that till we get better, till we make some changes to our fertilizer, even our. Uh, our septic system, like our sewers, are kind of overflowing. They're like, yes. I, I read an article about they're described as being like antique, Correct. but like not, not really, you know, Correct. up to speed with how much, you know, we're, you know, basically yeah, spewing so out there. There is no laws on how to maintain or, or like check on your home septic tank system. Nothing. So if you bought a property and it's. 30 years old and the septic tank is 30 years old it could have leaks it could not you know no who knows you know and due to climate change the tides are rising and when there's king tides it rises every year it gets even higher so they overflow and they leak and so all the shit literally gets washed into our bay yeah and that's no good. <laughs> I'm trying to see how to come back from this uh, to spin this positively, this conversation. But on that note, yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, like the, it starts with the youth. I think you have yeah, your head education. on the right spot there. Is, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, definitely if, like, a lot of times there's certain kids, they will be the, like, the ones littering the most because they don't, they don't realize what they're doing yet. So I think the more you kind of get involved with the school system and, and having... You know, I, I know you do uh, you partner with even organizations, which is great, because obviously a lot of companies are looking for ways to kind of organize, like, you know, monthly service trips for their employees. You know, it's become a part of co- a company culture, um, you know, and, and that's all over the U.S. It's a lot of potential for, and that's where you could honestly start. You know, the schools, there's a lot of, you know, bureaucracy and getting into the schools and stuff. Um, but in terms of, like, a network around the U.S., like, you know, and you could have pods where you like organize corporate cleanups, you know, because you, you do make it very fun. I, I will say like the way, you know, you're excited for it all, obviously, but how can you clone that with other people? It's, you have a whole process about, you know, there's like a prize, you have your little table there with like the great guests. Diana's great. I mean, you can clone her too. <laughs> <laughs> Basically you make it fun because it's like almost this like party. It's like this Hooray. party for the environment. It's fun. There's this energy. You got the, the megaphone. Um, you're always weighing the trash, right? Correct. So there's a, it's like a game for you, right? Yes, so like, it is. It's like, what's the number? Give me the so number. What's the right biggest now? number? What's the biggest number that you picked up? Oh, oh that's so sad. Um, it was over 900 something pounds. It was on World Cleanup Day. We went like really beyond. And it wasn't even the biggest group we had since uh, due to COVID, we had to keep the groups. Uh, we still have to keep the groups smaller. But we went to a spot where it was just a nightmare. And we picked up over 900 pounds. It was like 920 or something in one hour. Here in Miami Beach in a fancy modern 2020, you know, advanced city. The city never sleeps and there's party and all the dreams come true here. <laughs> what was the craziest so item that you found uh, in, your, in your experience with this? Well, I honestly found it found it really strange to find Christmas lights on a beach beach cleanup. I was like, "Whoo, that's funny!" And I also found a very old VHS recorder. You know those VHS tapes, right? Well, I do. <laughs> I do. And we found like old technology, like old phones and um, those voice recorders where you even still had the cassette in it. Um, yeah. They found a fridge. We were there last time. Oh, right. A refrigerator. It's like floating in the bay. (laughs) We found an old refrigerator. Yeah, everything. I don't think there's anything what we haven't found in a beach cleanup. It's really interesting. Yeah. But you definitely have a process about every time. Obviously, it's not your first rodeo. Your hundredth is coming up soon, right? Yes. Um, And then your website's cleanmiamibeach.com, right? Org. Org. Okay, Mm -hmm. org. Cleanmiamibeach.org has all the cleanups coming up um so that's awesome yeah i mean uh what are i I love to kind of bring it back maybe just to a few things that make you unique or just what you what's your favorite animal in the bay oh that's hard (laughs) i think it's still the dolphin i know it sounds a little like oh yeah the dolphin right (laughs) but i really like dolphins um i'm like again i'm from germany and the dolphin was always my favorite animal as a child and i wanted to swim with the dolphins <laughs> where do you do that and where's the best spot for dolphins in the bay um well you just have to be lucky and you have to be patient and i think you also need to be a kind person 
good vibes, good auras. You have good vibes. Do some yoga in the morning. Right. Yeah. Just be a good person, and they'll come to you. Okay. Okay. I still. It's. I haven't put myself out there enough. I don't think. But I need to go swim in the bay. I think that's how it'll happen. Yes. Still no. Dreaming. It's very important. <laughs> I swim. I swam multiple times already in the bay with the dolphins. It's um, it's so much fun. It's very rewarding, and I feel every now. time I feel like they're coming to me saying thank you for cleaning my home. You know? Oh yeah, you have you're like you're blessed blessed by the world. Yeah. You know you are. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's karma. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, whatever religion you are, it doesn't matter. Just like that's just a fact of the. If you're helping the world, the world smiles on you. you know? Yes. Uh, but yeah, to get to the dolphin que- the animal question again, every animal deserves to be protected. Every mm-hmm. single animal out there in the wild, um, every do- every turtle, every manatee, every bird, every seagull, they all need to have the love we give to our pets at home. You know, like for us, we live in a house, we live in a condo, in a studio. This is our home. But for them, for the animals, that's the outdoors. So we need to keep that clean and livable for those animals as well. What if those animals come to your house and put trash in your house? You know, this is how we need to see that. That's what we are doing to them. And they, unfortunately, do not have a voice. They can't come to a meeting and say, hey, stop putting plastic or fertilizer or whatever in my in my home. You know, this is on us. This is our responsibility. That's your favorite quote, right? It's on the website. Was it Theodore? Um, from Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, he was, he's a legend. Oh, my God. I'm, he, I, I adore and admire him so much. He said, our wildlife and it, its habitat cannot speak. So we must and we will. Yeah, I didn't, yeah so he was a big a big like proponent for, for oh. big champion of uh, the environment. Yes, environment. big time. Back when. He even uh, um, banned the Christmas tree in the White House. Like the fake ones, right? No, no Christmas tree at all. Oh, that's sad, no? Yeah. Well, what about the? What is that? Are you saying Christmas trees are bad? Come on. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm the <laughs> Christmas person. I am from the area I'm born. I basically invented Christmas. But even here, we need to be more sustainable. And there's really cool ways to have a Christmas tree without being out of plastic and without being a uh, real tree, but cut off. You could have a re uh, a tree which is planted in a pot which still has. It's roots, it's root ball. And you can have that type of tree, put it for Christmas, and you return it to the Christmas tree farm or any farm who grow these trees, right? And they either leave it in the pot or they plant it. You know, so you keep the tree you have, you just keep it alive. Like a, like a bonsai tree. Correct. Right? Yeah, there Christmas you go. tree, bonsai tree. Very Correct. timely advice here for Christmas coming up. Yes, uh, no, very important. Also, you can have a tree, a reusable tree, which is not made out of plastic, which is made out of wood, for example. There's really cute ideas, um, even to make your own tree. And you can make it a fun thing with your children, with your family, how to put up the Christmas tree, uh, sorry, the Christmas tree. So you built the Christmas tree together, you know, and... Okay. Yeah. Some ideas here. Uh, yes. But yeah, I also, I just wanted to say to compliment, your logo is really cool. Like Thank the, you. With the dolphin. Like who designs all your stuff? Like is it you? Like who Thank goes in the so Photoshop much. and makes it? Yeah, so it's a big time, a big part of me, but it's also a, a very dear friend in Germany who is a graphic designer and who helps me out a lot. Yeah, I'm just very impressed. The whole thing just looks pop, you know. Thank you. Like, and and obviously, you feel pop because you're wearing like all this designer stuff. But the dolphin, just wearing the dolphin around, it's just like so cool. I'll, I mean, you, I actually want to. I'll have to buy one of those uh, reusable cups of, or, or mugs of yours, whatever. Um, cause I, and, and you should make masks. Have you started making masks yet for people? Have you tried thought of selling those? Yeah, well, um, um, a lot of people came with that idea to me, but um, I think I'm going to skip that one for oh, now. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah well, I just want to say, if you're still using those, those, uh, you're still buying those blue masks, you're doing oh, it wrong. I I'm just saying, did. like, I still see people with those. Though, like, so, by the way, guys, there's Amazon, was... like, even on Amazon, you can buy reusable black masks. It's like, you know, you can buy like, a pack of five for 15. And what I do is, like, no, it's part of my laundry. Like I basically, you know, one day a week I clean all my masks and I reuse them. And it's a little different. Sometimes you can't put them in the in the in the washing machine, but you just like rinse them with detergent and dry them on a clothesline. 
it's like part of my weekly process and that's awesome adaptation from covid but we all need to kind of think about not you wearing those blue things anymore no 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 well there's some um people they need to wear them for medical reasons which i totally accept and understand but we should all everyone who can and also where you can we should wear reusable masks washable masks and yeah just do our part there. Yeah, or even have fun with it. You know, it can be like a, a mini fashion statement. Yeah, uh, <laughs> could put a whole bunch of dolphins on it. Oh, yeah. I guess those are not for sale. Apparently, <laughs> I guess no matter what I what I what I say, I can't get one of those. But uh, I'll have to like make my own. Uh, it, there are some cool websites where you can like design masks or, or have them custom ink. I used to make a lot of sweatshirts for myself. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, last couple questions. What is um. So obviously you're, you know, you're positive karma, great for the environment. You, you're way self-aware. What's another like just random like habit that you have, like a morning habit or, or something that kind of makes you you that that like a mantra or just like what's a habit that you have that besides the clean part of you? <laughs> I love the ocean. Just like being around the ocean. More. Yeah, it's like being around the ocean. So I like to go to the ocean at any day, uh, time of the day. Honestly, in summer during like lunchtime is not the best time to go to the beach. But uh, other than that, I I love watching sunrises. Oof, mm. that gives me so much. That feeds my soul. You just sit there and watch it? Like, yeah. you have a cup of like tea or just nothing? No, I just, oh, I love ginger shots while I sit there <laughs> watching the sunrise. And yeah, and then my other happy place and happy thing to do is being on the water. No matter how, if it's on a paddleboard, a kayak, or a boat, I love spending time on the water and just looking out there as far as I can and as far as I can see, there's water. It's just, yeah, it's a very, very rewarding moment for me. Yeah, I need that push, actually, because, like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, how many times did I actually go to the beach? Or right, see? I know, Because, like, right? sometimes people in Miami, myself included, will forget that we live right next to the beach. Oh, what beach? <laughs> like, we, like, it's just like, oh, tourists go there. But, no, I mean, I love going in the mornings, right? Mornings are great. Um, no, mornings so, are great. Really, go uh, get up early and get out there when it's still dark, and then you go to the beach, and you can walk, or you can run, or you can just sit there. And wait till the sun goat comes up. It's so rewarding. It's yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And then uh, I think, obviously, you know, try to, I mean, the the, the, the cleanups, I'm not going to lie. One thing that was a little frustrating to me before I met you was, like, the, the cleanups, they fill up so fast. Like, people are, there's so much interest to be part of, of, of the events. And so I was wondering if you could make, like, a... Like a like a, a separate tiered ticket, which is like first timers only, you know, because like I, it can be frustrating. People are like, oh, I want to help, I want to get involved, right. but then the second you look at the link, it's always it's full, so always full. I hear you. Like I a first timers tier, like hey, this is reserved for people who've never done it before, because it's like a oh. certain kind of like like cathartic like experience. I agree, and I I I, I hear you. I I see that there. I receive so many messages from people. Oh, I want to come to the cleanup, but it's sold out. And those are the people who actually um, care to text me, right? I know there's a lot of people out there. They see they want to join, but they see it's sold out, and that's it. They don't even reach out to me, and that makes me sad as well. Like, I mean, come on, we're picking up trash. Right, and people want to come to my cleanup to pick up trash with us. <laughs> like how awesome! Like let's break it down, right? We're we're literally picking up garbage, and people want to help. People want to get involved, and it just breaks my heart to say, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you can't come. <laughs> I'm sold out." You know. I know. Just right we now, have patience it's really, for, really difficult yeah, to. I even have a school who were so few. Please, can you do a cleanup only for our class? You know, and uh, this is when I do the private cleanups. What you mentioned earlier, I do offer that corporate cleanup. So if you really want to do a cleanup with your company, with your group, with your club, you can also book us privately, and the cleanup will be enclosed only for you. Um, but apparently, obviously, a school doesn't have a budget for that. So, uh, and since it was a school, I said, of course, yeah, let's do it. And I hosted a private cleanup only for them. But I hear you. I also wanted to do like theme cleanups, you know, also for like holidays, for like even on Valentine's Day, let's do a dating cleanup, you know. <laughs> I want only singles. That's, that's hot. And, yeah, like, <laughs> like something like that. I mean, how cool would that be, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> like-minded people together. Yes. Right? Why not? Yes. Yeah. And we can even do, or we can even go, get into the book clubs, you know, or read a book about, there's a lot of books about sustainability as well. And we can talk about the books while we pick up trash, okay. which is also a cool idea. Well, there's so many things to do and so little time. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and especially the funding. Um, if I could do this full time, I would be able to host more cleanups and to get involved into more programs. But my bills have to get paid and day only has 24 hours. So I'm encouraging everybody else who has some extra time to get out there, get into your uh, involved in your community, form a group, have people pick up trash with you, make it fun, make it themed, make it whatever you would like. There's no borders, no, no nothing. Just give back to Mother Earth. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Do it like or yeah, organize your own. And then on your note, I didn't notice this. I didn't realize Amazon Smile. You can actually, like, I use, I spend so much on Amazon, like, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, I just realized, you sh I saw on your page, you can turn on Amazon Smile and donate with every, like, it's not even you paying, it's Amazon will donate Correct. to you. Yeah. So, like, I think your movement has already grown so much in a year. I think it's just a matter of time before you can go full-time with it and organize all these Valentine meetups and, and, and cleanups. <laughs> we'll have Valentine's Day every month. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and I think if anyone doesn't know, I mean, Amazon Smile, just you do have to like like turn it on on a website, and then you have to like delete the app, re-download the app. There's just be patient through it, but eventually the Amazon app on your phone literally you just use it like regular, but Correct. like 0.5 or one percent or something is all, all everything you're buying is going to whatever organization you pick. You know, I clean Miami beaches on there as well. So currently I'm doing that. My Amazon every time I'm on Amazon, I feel a little less guilty on Amazon. It's like oh. You know, I'm buying this, yeah, it's like materialistic, but like, you know, a little bit is going to clean Miami Beach. So. Thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> so that's like a that. nice random thing that not everyone knows about. Correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, thanks for coming, Sophie. Obviously, you have a few awesome cleanups coming up soon, and a lot of them are full already, so I don't want people to get discouraged. Um, one thing is maybe we could do is uh, Instagram message Sophie, say hashtag local voices list, <laughs> and then someday I'll ask Sophie, hey, can we tab up everyone who said that to you? And then let's launch our own little cleanup, local voices cleanup. Mm. Just, okay, let me think <laughs> about that. I just want a way for people no not one, to get frustrated no when they're like, okay, I want to go okay. I want to go volunteer with this awesome organization, but oh, every time I look for a cleanup, it's it's full, I can't join. Right. I even, I'm not going to lie, I I just said, I'm coming. Right. <laughs> the first cleanup, I just said, I'm coming. Yes. I didn't, I knew it was full, I, I, I'm coming. <laughs> I, have, I have some people who do that, um, which is okay, you know, it's, it's okay. But it's important for us to know how many people are coming so that we're just prepared and that we also play by the books, you know. We are a non-profit organization and we have to follow certain guidelines so we could lose our license okay. if we go Serious. beyond. So I, I know it's all fun and I want to keep it that way, but there's just a little small line we can't really cross. It's okay to have a few people extra at the cleanups. I'm not going to send anybody away, but um, I would appreciate if we, we can do that with that uh, hashtag. <laughs> hashtag message, uh, follow at Clean Miami Beach on Instagram and uh, you can message Sophie, hashtag local voices list, and then we'll have... We'll basically figure a way to get you into one of the one of the cleanups because I know it frustrated me for a while. But it, anyway, at the end of the day, it's all for the good of uh, Miami Beach. It's for the good of the the world, the, the Mother Earth, and um, you know, there's no excuse not to just clean up a piece of trash that you see on the street next to you um, in your daily life. So, thanks for coming, Sophie. Thanks for enjoying the chili. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been uh, and future guests out there who comes, I will I will make it a little less spicy for you, unless you like spicy 